I've waited so long to say this. I'm Sam Seitels, and you are listening to The Pillars of Hamilton. My guests today are an awesome trio. I'm talking about Christina Brannon, Stacey Arena, and Kimberly Zuccarello. The perfect guests to start the show back up for what I guess we can call season two. We talk about what it's like being teachers in the age of COVID, people. Tough, tough times, but we were nothing but smiles and laughs. Oh boy, I got so many cool upcoming guests, so stay tuned for them. But for now, please welcome my very good friends, Christina, Stacy, and Kimberly. You're listening to the Pillars of Hamilton. That's with me, Sam Sidetells, and you want to know what I'm going to give them? Only the finest that Hamilton has to offer. The biggest blueberries you've ever seen, baby. And they're all here, right now. Oh my gosh, we're doing this. I cannot (laughs) believe I have waited so very long to be back at the Pillars of Hamilton. And I couldn't ask for a cooler crew to be with. Now, Stacy. Yes. <laughs> we have been planning on doing this for oh so long. I feel like I was the one you got, and then we shut down. So maybe it's a sign I shut down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, you had asked me. I had asked you, down. and you were like, no. I had asked you again, and you were like, no. But then I, I don't know what I said, but I, eventually you said yes. I think because you judged lip sync, so I felt like I owed you one. Right. You judged lip sync for me. So I said I'd come here and do this, and then COVID struck, and we were done. Well, let, before we go on, let's explain what that was, because people probably don't know what you're talking about. I got to special guest star at uh, an event you put together. What What is that event? The HMS Annual Lip Sync Competition. It's, uh, it's, it's one of the most looked forward to events we have at the middle school. Is, so. so I'm guessing this year it's, it's not going down, uh, right? I'm guessing now. Yeah, but it was so, I couldn't, I was so honored to be asked to go to that and to judge lip syncs. And um, not only was I honored, I was also impressed (laughs) by the lady sitting to my right, Kim. Oh my God. So I didn't, I, so you came up to me because you've listened to the show. Yes. And um, you were, your energy is so powerful. And I was like, wow, she's really cool. And she's a teacher. I love teachers. Maybe I'll have her on. I wasn't sure. <laughs> but then you got on stage. Can you tell the people a little bit about your stage presence? I'm very shy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that one you witnessed, because we've done it pretty much every year. I think I literally missed one year. Uh, my brother and I were on stage. We did a whole montage of Elvis Presley songs, which honored our dad. And, uh, yeah, we really didn't practice. we just get up there and do it. So, so wait a minute. If, to, to, to honor your father, was he, like, a big Elvis Presley fan? How does that work? In Hamilton, he was known as Salvis. <laughs> and it started out as a joke, really, at his 40th birthday party. He just got up and sang. And then a few years later, when I graduated high school, he came out in a full-blown, it was a mummer's outfit, actually, a whole outfit. He was the king. He, he was the king. And he sang, he, he sang with the music, but he had a really good voice. Oh, really? And then it just went from there, and then people started, he did a wedding, he did more parties, and it just morphed into this whole 
thing. You never saw that coming, did you? Your dad being an Elvis impersonator. No, because he was, he always says how shy he was in school. Really? Oh, totally, totally shy. And that's, you know, I'm shy. Yeah, no, he, he was, he did it at his class reunion and people could not believe how he did it at his class reunion. Whoa. So what was his best uh, Elvis song? I'm a huge Elvis fan. I, I like yeah. Burning Love. I like Vegas. I like that whole later Elvis I, scene. We got to Graceland. I, I, Went there with him, took him and my mom. It was the greatest thing I've ever been, I've been to. There. It was awesome. His, yeah. uh, his thing is the wonder of you. The, one, he, the wonder he, of you. Yes, and oh. he danced at everybody's wedding. Couldn't wait to dance with me at my wedding, and we did. And we so now you and your brother. Yeah. Want to give a shout out to your bro? Oh, yeah. Mike Villardi. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Mike Villardi rocking the stage. You rocking the stage. What did you play again? We did, oh, my gosh, we did three songs. We did Burning Love. We did If I Can Dream, which um, my mom, my dad, my brother, and I actually did at a benefit in my honor. All four of us got up, and well, my mom and my brother really didn't sing. My dad and I sang. And then I'm trying to think. We did one other song, but, yeah, we just got up there and winged it. Yo, yo, <laughs> let me tell you something. Uh, at first I was like, hmm, maybe I should have her on the show. And then I was like, she needs to be on this show. <laughs> And then COVID hit and yada, yada, yep. yada. I yep. didn't think this, honestly, girls, I didn't think this was going to happen ever. No. You guys are a big reason why uh, I decided to do the show again. Because I didn't know if anyone cared. I didn't know if anyone wanted to listen. Um, but you guys had positive things to say. And, and, like, it was feedback like that from people like you guys. So I was like, well, I love doing it. Uh, maybe I should. And so here we are. And, and. I got to say, this year is very different for me. Not that this interview is about me, but I, I must say that uh, I'm not teaching the same anymore. I love working with the kids and doing what we're doing at Reed. We're supporting the kids with their online learning. We're doing so much. But it's not the same as being creative in the classroom and doing my own curriculum and my own thing. So that, that creativity part of me is not getting used. And now I get to do it again. And I want to just thank you guys for supporting me always. Oh. We're here with our masks. We're masked doing this. And we are. We got the air soap yeah, back there. It's a whole there. new world here. Yeah. Yeah, totally. We have the air soap. It catches all the viruses. So we are super safe in here. So what's it like? You, you guys are, have been teachers for well over a decade, right? Oh, well over oh, a decade. 20 years. 20 years. Yeah. What has it been like for you guys being educators during the time of COVID? <laughs> stressful, stressful, a roller coaster. And I, I know I always tell the kids, and I'm sure you guys too, it, we're all learning this together, like from top to bottom, from the teachers to the students to the parents. It's, it's not really what we signed up for. <laughs> so we're, we're going with it. That's what we do best. We're, we're learning on the fly, really. Yeah. And do you all teach the same grade? We yeah, all yeah, do. We grade. all teach eighth grade. Oh, bless your hearts. <laughs> you guys teach middle school. What is up with middle schoolers? <laughs> That's a, it's an awkward year. It's an awkward uh, time for them. I love teaching eighth grade, and I think we all agree. agree with this. Mm -hmm. I said if they ever told me I had to teach seventh grade, I'd run away no. and find a new job. What's the difference between know. just that one I, year? I don't know. Something happens in the summertime between seventh and eighth grade. It is a true transformation, and there's a little bit of maturity. I think uh, – 
they start to realize like, hey, I'm heading to high school soon. Like I can't do this immature stuff anymore. Oh. It, there is something about eighth grade. And I think too, you get to do the fun stuff with them. Like we get to go to the Spirit of Philadelphia dinner cruise with them. We get to watch them graduate. There's so many fun things that eighth graders get to do. So it's it's a, we look forward to those milestones with them and we watch them throughout the year. And then we get to that point. It's like awesome. We get to celebrate with them. Hey, how much do they test you guys? See oh. how far they can push you. <laughs> They test a lot. Yes, <laughs> there's a lot of do. eye rolling. Mm. That, there's mm. a lot of, uh, well, in, although this year, no, it's totally different. I said it to my class the other day. I have not raised my voice one time. Yeah. Do you have to be, do any kind of classroom management? No, we have to beg them to talk. Did you ever think we'd live yeah. in the oh. world where we have to say, please talk to us? <laughs> it's Because in a sense, yeah. when they are talking, it's public speaking because they're speaking to the whole class every single time they talk. Am I right? Yeah. In, yeah. in that yeah. interpretation? Yeah. Yeah, it's such a weird way to learn. Do you feel like mm, do, do you feel like the kids are actually focused during these lessons that are online? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Christina's keeping it real. <laughs> no, I feel like they need to be in school with us. When they're there, they're a lot happier. Although they're not talking much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I um the one good thing that comes out of this is we get to see a different side of them. I think we all agree yeah. and like it's such a small class. We can sit and talk and really um, get to know them in a different way. And I've, I've asked them about it, and they say that even if they're not friends with the kids in the room, they just need to be around other kids. Wait, that's so interesting. So you say you're learning a whole new aspect of who these kids are. Mm -hmm. like, like what? I have no idea what you would learn more about them when they're not in person. That's really no, interesting. No, I mean, like, because they're there only half the time. So when they do come in, mm. we're learning about, like, like that they really did want to be there. And oh. are you seeing that too? It's more yeah. personal. Yeah, it's, it's more, more personal. Because they're having, well, in some classes, I have four kids. I've, I've had classes where it's me, my inclusion teacher, and one kid. Wait, what? <laughs> yes. Wait, why? <laughs> because the kids are absent, so. The kids just aren't even showing up. Sometimes, well, for whatever reason. Sometimes they pulled out and went remote. Or they're quarantining. Or they're quarantining. Or it or depends on the day Or for whatever reason, they're not there. So it might be a class that originally had four or five kids, but only one's there that day. Wow. So we have two teachers for the one kid, and um, they get a lot of attention. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> but, um, you know, there is a, we get through things a lot easier, and they get more of the one-on-one, -on -one, but then we also get to find out more about how they're feeling and what's going on with and them. And how are they feeling? Because I know the stuff I saw during summer camp, um, when the, first, the kids first came to read for what we're doing, I mean, I had to really take a step back and realize, like, these are not kids who have, who are prepared to just start right up where they left off. No. They need to start off slow. They can't be asked. Like I, I, what I, the first thing I did, just as a fun thing, was say, like, "Hey, free write, write whatever you want. You know, something real simple. Uh, I maybe gave them a writing prompt, but nothing. And I literally had a couple kids crying. Sure. And I was just like, hey, hey, this is not the place to cry. You're totally comfortable. Don't write anything. Draw me a picture. But that was the moment where I was like, oh, I really need to take a step back. So I, I got to know, like, are the kids academically behind? Are they socially behind from what you guys are used to? I don't know if I would say that they're academically behind. I think um, just the daily routines and procedures, they needed to jump back and get into that. That was a little harder for them. Um, like, I think... In the summertime, we always face that gap in the summertime of what students lose academically. And then when we were just thrown into it in the spring, it was two weeks, you guys are going to be closed, <laughs> and then we'll be back. Just make some packets for them. And then next thing we know, it's like 
the whole year's done, you know. So the spring was just a, such an awkward thing. Like starting in the fall, we have our we have our stuff together. We're like we are ready to go. We knew what you guys were on top of it. Yeah, we oh, yeah. we knew what to face. We knew what was coming our way. Um, but the spring was a little bit different. It was just thrown on us. I mean, it wasn't our district. Every every teacher was facing the same thing. Did the kids get a final report card last year? They did. Yeah, yes. They did. Yeah. Yeah, and do you guys feel like you had to be easier on them or uh, like? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, personally, uh, like, I just feel like anyone who is willing to like fail a kid who just wasn't—it's uh, just uh, nobody's prepared for this. So I feel like there's been teachers out there, and it's none of you guys. And it's the vast majority of them are just doing whatever they can. But I have seen because I am—I'm tutoring these kids who have their teachers, and sometimes I feel like, well, are they? being given any leeway based off of this current situation or are they expected to just buckle down do everything independently and do it perfectly uh, and uh, most of the times you have to realize that like the teachers are in the exact same boat the right. teachers oh, yeah. are learning everything for the first time too this isn't what what i signed up for i mean i i really gather uh, i really feel like you three are similar to me where you guys are passionate about this business right. what got you guys started my second grade teacher. You have one. You have one of those yeah. teachers. Mrs. Pfeiffer. <laughs> uh, and what was she like? What did she do? She was just so kind and care. I mean, I wanted to dress like her and act like her. It was so dorky. Get and out of here. Oh, yeah. From second grade, I'm like, yep, this is what I want to do. And she was just so kind and caring. And she was passionate about her. You know, the, I can just feel like the love that she was giving all of us. And that was it. I'm like, all right, I want to be a teacher. I and I went home that. and told my dad, he was like, yes. Because <laughs> that's, a, I don't know, in, in all of our situations, we don't have families where we have teachers, but that's mm -hmm. usually a normal thing where mm -hmm. there's a teacher in the family, but none of us have teachers in our families, no. which is odd. I'm with you guys in that boat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I have kind of like my own story of why I wanted yeah. to become. Uh, what about you, Christina? I don't, I don't even know. I just always like, you look back at like old work that like my parents save and it says, I, what do you want to be? I want to be a teacher. I don't know. It's just always, and I have always had wonderful teachers. Um, <clears throat> I went through fifth grade at Hamilton and then I switched to St. Joe, but I will say, <clears throat> sorry, um, my Hamilton teachers, I had some great ones too. Um, Mrs. Wall, Mrs. Capuccio, Mr. Heston, like I had some of the best Shout teachers. out to the great teachers. <laughs> yeah. And then even in high school, middle school, I've, I've always ended up, my mom says I was lucky. I always ended up with the best you, teacher. Yo, you were. <laughs> do you know, I feel so gypped. My teachers, if they don't remember my name, and if they do, they don't like it. <laughs> yeah. I, I had like one or two that were, uh, that I still keep in touch with. And I thank them to this day, all the time, like every year on Teacher Appreciation Week. Other than that, I felt like so many of my teachers did not give a crap. No, I always had great teachers. Yeah, I always <laughs> had great ones. Too. Always good ones, <laughs> yeah, huh? Yeah, but I don't think I ever really wanted to be a teacher. I, I can't, I'm thinking about this. I know this is like, I, I don't know. I always wanted to be a doctor. Let's be real. Oh. I wanted to be a doctor, doctor or like forensics Stacey. or something. And I don't know, I think... This is gonna. This I do not want any of the listeners out there to take this as <laughs> I wanted my summers off because that's not you don't you work really hard during the year. It's not that I to me when I said doctor, 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 I got to a point in high school where I was like, you know what? I really want a family too one day, and I yeah. want a career where I can enjoy my family and be with them. And I was like, if I'm a doctor, mm. you know, God bless them, especially right now in the world. Yeah. Like, I, I just wanted a lifestyle that was more conducive to 
being with a family, getting to share events with my children. Like I had so many friends whose parents couldn't come to athletic events or things mm. because they were working shift work or whatever. And I just, that wasn't for me. And then when it was high school and it was time to decide what you wanted to do, I guess teaching, like I always just had great teachers, like we're mm. saying, and you know, I, I was good at math and, and I had a, a, some good teachers in high school that were like, you know what, maybe that's like your path to go on. That's where I ended up. No, re- no regrets? <laughs> no regrets at all. I wanted to no teach regrets. high school, though. Like, when I when I went through high school, um, or excuse me, through college, high school was on my radar. I never wanted to teach anything else. And ironically, all my teaching experience, like student teaching experience, was all high school. I never stepped foot into middle school till day one at Hamilton Middle School. And when I went for my interview, it was my old principal, Mr. Miller, and he's like, Stace. It's a job in Hamilton. Like, this is, you know, these don't come along often. He's like, just do it. And he's like, if you hate it, I'll send you to the high school. And I never looked back. Like, I can't wow. imagine being in the high school. Like, it's, middle school is the best. I, school, yes. Yes. I yes. think that people don't like middle school. They, they've they never experienced it because I. Well, wait a minute. I have. <laughs> and you I, liked it? No, like it? no, oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, I love it. Can I it. tell you why? Okay. So, <laughs> preschool, kindergarten, first, all the way through six. Yeah, kind of like beginning of sixth, uh, you know, fifth grade, the kids think Mr. Sam is cool. Oh, that's Mm. true. They like Mr. Sam. And, uh, you know, (laughs) we have this really good relationship. Yeah, but they're still so young. I couldn't do it. They're so young. I couldn't do it. You guys deserve a medal. Like, oh, yeah. No. Preschool, early childhood. No, you guys, because, man, once I've taught in in a school where it goes up to eighth grade, something happens, because I still taught PE to the whole school. Yeah. Man, these kids who thought I was cool, they didn't think I was cool anymore when they were in sixth grade. <laughs> and they were mean. They really? were so yeah. mean to each other. Maybe it's because I was teaching PE and people get rough during PE. Could be. I don't know. But I am telling you, I was like, what happened? After our, those experiences, I tell my students, yo, I'll miss you. I'll talk to you guys again in four <laughs> years. I will miss you. But I that, feel like that's the thing. No, not at all. Yeah. Do I you mean, think, can I ask you a question? Absolutely. Do you think it's because, like... You know, like the gender part plays a fact. Like I think as females, it's uh, it might be a little bit easier because because we, we are cool. <laughs> <laughs> totally, touche. Touche. Like, for us, we connect with them, and and yeah. we're like we're in on their gossip. Like, oh, wait, who, yeah. who's oh, yeah. the new love triangle? What's going on? Like we do that side, but I don't think like guys really want to talk about that with middle school girls. And even awkward. so, Nobody even knows. so, it would be awkward. And even so, like. If someone, it's not like that never gets brought yeah. up with fourth and fifth grade, but when they do, it's kind of inappropriate for yeah. that yeah. age. So, like, I just, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I just push that away. So, I've, I'm not used to being accepting yeah. of that kind of conversation, but that makes some kind of yeah, sense. We, I mean, like, we're very, like, I don't want to say we treat them like they're our buddies, but, like, it, it's cute. Like, the stuff that they want to share with us, you know, yeah. I guess it's like, oh, did you know that, like, so-and-so broke up today in lunch and... And he, he messaged me on, like, this. I'm like, okay, guys. And, like, I feed into it, and then we start these relationships and, like, form that personal connection with so them. You guys get all the gossip. We do. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, some good stuff. Huh? We used to find, like, notes on the floor and stuff. And oh. reading out, there's no notes. I told oh, no. No, we're not kicking it old school anymore like that now. <laughs> Yeah. But well, I did sixth grade for my first four years. Mm. And same thing. The difference between sixth grade and eighth grade, I would joke with the eighth graders when I told them, because they're like, those little kids are in my way. I'm like, dude, you were a little kid like two years ago. Exactly. Like, stop. But, and I told them, like, sixth grade, you're still like, hold me, hug me, mm-hmm. tie my shoes, blow my nose. And now eighth grade, you're like, yeah, I'm going to high school next year. Like, it's yeah. it's a totally, like, sixth, seventh it's grade. It's so crazy. No. It is. It's so, eighth I, I taught seventh grade for social studies for one year and 
Technology. <laughs> That's laughable because everybody knows. I was good at it then. That was my wow. first couple years right out of college, so I knew what I was doing. Um, but, yeah, the seventh graders are just so much more immature, and eighth graders are so much better. Hey, can you just make that bad oh. boy, like, one fist away from oh, when you're sorry. talking? Yeah, no, but other than that, you're doing amazing. Technology, you're great at technology. it. Technology. <laughs> no, now you don't want me near technology. Now we are like tech wizards. We oh, are now, making now videos. We are, now we are, yes. Oh, we are. But we had to learn this all on the fly. And, yes. and the funny thing is, sometimes we would go to the kids and say, okay, how do you do this? How do you mm-hmm. screenshot on this Chromebook? Can you show me? And now we're like, and how you were saying too, we are prepared now. Like when mm-hmm. this came in September, I think some of these kids thought it was going to be a replay of the spring. But no, now we uh, know. No, no, no. It's it's uh, it's on. It. We're you making screencastifies. We're doing mm-hmm. videos. I'm sick of talking to myself on one video. I'll tell you that much. Oh, yeah. So what uh, do you mean you, you do videos? Like, is it just you and a camera and you're yeah. just yeah. teaching a lesson? Yeah. yeah. That's got to be a little awkward. It is. It is. It is. And then, oh, if the kids don't do their work, and then I'm like, okay, play my video. And then I'm like, oh, my God, I can't listen to myself. Oh. <laughs> but now how you ask. Put it low. You ask Christine, like, do you think the kids are watching the videos? I now drop bonus bits oh, in my videos. Oh, little like, Easter eggs, oh yeah. huh? So I'm like, if you're listening to this video, you can now put your first, middle, and last name for two points extra credit. Don't tell your friends. Oh, that is brilliant. And they're so proud of themselves, too. And they won't rat on each other, which is, again, an eighth grade thing, I guess. They won't rat on each other. Oh, they... And, like, tell, like... In eighth grade, kids don't rat on each other. Not for things like that. They're very territorial about that. Like, I did the extra credit, and you didn't, because you didn't watch the video. They'll call each other out in class. Boom. It's it's great. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I can't imagine, though, a, a lot of them are sitting home watching these computers for, what, like, six hours a day? Is it... No, I don't think so because the videos are only like 20 minutes or less usually. Yeah, oh, so. oh. Yeah. for each class. Yeah, yeah, our district, the middle school is doing it very different than the elementary school. You're probably seeing like a lot of the virtual elementary school where they're, you know, the teachers are, you know, kind of doing live lessons. We are, um, we are making videos like 20 minute instructional videos. It's us instructing as if the student were sitting in our class that day. Mm. Um, and then on Wednesday mornings, we get to meet with them live through Google Meet. And we have uh, little help sessions and stuff like that. But it's a lot of times us talking to ourselves yes. on the screen. Yes. So weird. And when the phone's ringing in the background, I'm like, we're just going with it. And I, like, I had construction going on at one point. I'm like, and that's a saw and a hammer you're hearing. Like, <laughs> it's happening. Hey, I've heard I've heard stories. I heard that's not the weirdest thing people have heard over these things. <laughs> so, sure. yeah. Or I was seeing. making a video the other day. And the, my, my little daughter, she's like all 30 pounds. And she sounded like she was 100 pounds, like stomping on the <laughs> She's like, Mom, I got to pee. I'm like, gee, I'm in the middle <laughs> <laughs> Video, and you're that's 20 minutes into it and you're not yeah. re-recording uh-huh. it. <laughs> yeah, Hamilton's doing okay, but I'm also teaching kids from like Winslow and other, other districts. And some of those kids, they're just sitting on these computers and I'm talking hours, oh, that's mm. zombified by the end of it. And they're not paying attention. Yeah. Not at all. Their heads up in the air. They're like playing with their fingers, whatever, the whole time. It's just, it's not a good way of doing it. Um, but it seems like for the most part, Hamilton uh, is is doing the best with what they got. You know, yep. um, are you guys feeling okay nowadays? No, not too much stress. I feel better now. I think the first month was a blur, just yeah, trying to. It was a lot. We have our that remote day on Wednesday, and I just kept telling like this is the advice I was giving everybody: just get to the next Wednesday. Like we can get to Wednesday, then you can have more time to plan and more time to do videos. Mm. Just we were living from Wednesday to Wednesday, but yeah, now we're kind of on a roll and. 
Yeah, I think we're in a good routine. Yeah. I think everybody has figured out what works for them, what doesn't. That's so good to yeah. hear. Yeah. I wasn't sure if anyone was going to eventually reach that point. Hey, what do you guys think? You think you think we're going to be opening back up, closing down? I hear all these rumors. <laughs> Have you heard anything? I, I talked to our principal yesterday, yeah. and he's like, no. He's like, if we can, it's more the staffing of the building. I really, it, that's what it is, like the adults having to quarantine. Like the students, yes, there's been cases, but there hasn't been an outbreak like where the kids are getting somewhere around knock here arcade machine wood yeah. there we go i mean you know yes there's been cases and then you get nervous like oh was i near that kid but i mean mm. they're, they're real our school really did a good job of you know we're, we're spaced out we're Great. wearing our masks and and the kids are awesome with the masks yeah. like, really i feel like good. the adults have more of a problem wearing a mask in society than kids do. You're you know? absolutely like, right. I'm shocked by yeah. how good the kids are with the masks. Yeah. I thought every time, they forget sometimes, like we go outside, they take their masks off. We go inside, I say masks up, and I'm always waiting for like an eye roll or a, uh, <laughs> but they just do it. Yeah, like it's just, it. yeah, it's just part of life now. And unfortunately we all have children that are younger, but it's just their way of life. Even yes. I, the other day, Rocco was like, you know how we haven't gone a really long time without our masks on? And I was like, oh, my God. It was, like, so heartbreaking. But he's just so used to doing it that I was like, yeah, buddy, you're right. Okay, we'll, we'll try there maybe. And I, I, we call it the germs. I'm like, but the germs, we have to watch the germs. Man. But for So to see it at, like, three and a half to eighth grade with the mask, it's, a, it's, a, it's interesting. It's to say the least. Could we could we give a little shout out to the little ones? Because <laughs> we got Elle, Emily, and Rocco, and they're doing the, the the COVID thing, but they're still coming to school. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I've just seen them grow so much. I mean, they all have these smiles. They have the energy that you guys have. I'm just so happy. I mean, little Rocco, he came in so shy and keeps oh. to himself. And uh, I see his mom <laughs> and dad. Yeah, we got a little mommy coming out now. He yeah. would come seven days a week to read, by the way. So he was very upset that I was here tonight and did not take him. So did Elle. She yeah. wanted to come. Get out of here. Yeah. He was like, I want to see Mr. Smith. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going to make me cry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, the kids want to come to school. Oh, yeah. oh they do. Um, seven days. All of them. All That's of my amazing. kids, they don't want to be home. <laughs> That's amazing. Hey, you know what? I was in the same boat as you guys. I was just like, how the heck am I going to do this? Like, what am I going to do? Like, every single morning. I don't know if you know, I'm, I'm walking around with this 85, 90-pound uh, UV light. I, I call it the sun. Like, I'm carrying around the sun <laughs> all, all morning long, disinfecting this. I mean, like, I'm up before 5. Uh, and then the masks thing and the social distancing thing and just figuring it all out. It just was so overwhelming to me before it started. But to hear that they're having fun and hearing that they, they want to be here just makes so much, it makes it all worth it. Because personally, like, how were how you guys, personally for me during quarantine, I realized a few things about myself. And I always knew I, I loved teaching, but I realized I need it. Like, I felt very empty. I, I don't get depressed often. Normally, I'm a very optimistic person. But man, not after not teaching for so long, like, I started to feel like almost like I was for lack of a better word, like useless. Like I was like, what am I doing with my time? Um, you know, I was, I was still giving all to be being a parent, but I just love teaching. Uh, were you guys, uh, I mean, how do you guys feel going back to it? Was it tough for you guys at first? It's at the end of the year for an eighth grade teacher, that is the greatest time of the school year. They're mm -hmm. picking classes and they're going to the spirit of Philadelphia. They're going to great adventure. They're graduating. It was, and again, I, I was, not having any idea how long this is going to last. I was like, guys, it's going to be two weeks, two weeks. And 
the later it got into the year, we're like, oh my gosh, they're not going to do all of these things they look forward to as eighth graders. So it was just really sad. And then we did pull off graduation and that was, you know, not even thinking it possibly happen. And then to see it happen before us, I mean, it really made so many kids. You do a whole like outdoor Oh, it's thing? at the high school. Well, we usually it's, do it indoors. Yeah, indoors. It, outdoors, it was outside. Yeah. It was, it's, yeah, that, that three months. And then the three of us had each other during those three months because <laughs> trying to figure out how to be a teacher and then a mom at the same time with all these little ones running around was we were keeping each other during that. Oh, it was yeah. It's like so. Are you doing your work at eleven p.m. at night because oh. your kid doesn't have to sleep? Okay, even later than that because yeah. that's when the kids, eighth graders, that's when they do their work. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's when they, that's yep. when they were like asking us questions through email or whatever, and it's like, okay, so I better be up too <laughs> doing my work now. Yeah. So it's like it was twenty-four hour work. Yeah. Wow. But, but seriously, like what you're saying, I realized that too, and it wasn't necessarily like, oh my gosh, I love the math. I have to be teaching that. It was the kids and the personalities. Mm. That's that's what yeah. I missed because we got a you know a little glimpses like we said when we did graduation, and there was a day it was really awesome. The homeschool association um, purchased those lawn signs. I said eighth grade graduate, home yeah. of an eighth grade graduate, and we went through ACO and yes. Hammonds. No, we got all the classes, and we went and we put those signs and to see their faces and be like, hey, Mrs. Arena, what are you mm. doing? Like that, like gave me that energy. And like you said, I'm an optimistic person too. And I felt like I was knocked down so many times because I kept holding out hope. Like we're going to get back guys. We're going to get mm. back. And, you know, telling my kids, you'll get to see your teachers again. Like, you know, and then to be knocked down and then not have that interaction that you, you crave and you really love having, it was rough. It was a really rough spring. Mm -hmm. So. Wow. So just fingers crossed. We keep going. Yeah. We're going. Yeah. We're well, staying vaccines are coming out, and um, yeah. yeah, we'll see what happens. Hopefully the country starts loving each other again. And uh, Somebody put this on Facebook, and I was like, this is the greatest way to look at it. We are like the violin players on the Titanic. We are holding on <laughs> till the bitter end. We don't care if the ship is going down. We are going to play and keep playing. I was like... That is us. Hell that is yeah. us. It is. Hell yeah, I just yeah. feel like we needed to be back. Yeah. Because we were talking about it over the summer. We were just sitting there at the beach thinking, like, we need to be back at work. We just wanted to come back. Yeah. We know the kids were sad. They wanted to be back, too. So. Well, yeah, absolutely. And, hey, um, you guys are talking eighth grade. Let's talk preschool, not just any preschool. <laughs> Let's talk about... The best preschool in Hamilton, oh, New Jersey. Shucks. Oh, yeah. I didn't say it, but thank you very much. He didn't thank pay you. me to say that either. <laughs> But let's talk, yeah, and since this is the best preschool, you know where this is going. No, where is this Stacey, going? Stacey, I looked all over the Reed preschool walls. <laughs> I saw your entire family. Uh, which which picture are you in? I just couldn't uh, find it. This is a bad, Mr. bad Sam, subject. You should call my mom and ask her. <laughs> oh, we should have used, I have a Bluetooth on here. Oh, we'll save it for the oh, next yeah. time. It would have been so can, good. Can we call her? Oh, gosh, she would kill me. <laughs> we, we, could, we could call her. No, no, no. No, okay. <laughs> I don't want to get you grounded not, or anything. We can't have live calls. <laughs> um, no, you will not find my picture on the wall. Everybody in my family's mm. up there but me. Your you siblings. You hear yeah. the anger, right? Yeah, oh, the fury. <laughs> I see sister, it. My sister, my cousins, they all got to come. I never got to go to preschool. I don't know why. My family has not given me a good explanation on this either. I am. I don't know. And there have been many articles in, uh, you know, in the past about how, you know, preschool is a pivotal part of a child's education. There has been uh, a correlation between delinquencies and lack of preschool. I 
swear to God, because I, I floor them to my parents every single time they come out. And they're like, Stace, give it up. It's like 38 years now. Like, come on. And I'm like, no, Mom. Like, I should have went to preschool. So the reason they give me is, like, we just didn't have the money for it. Now, my sister and I are 16 months apart. So in 16 months, you got the money. Broke. And you sent her to school. And I got to, I did get to spend time with my great aunt, Elsie. But, and have homemade, like, spaghetti and meatballs at lunchtime. There you go. But I never got to go. So it was a, run, it was a running thing in my family. Like, that's the thing. Oh, wait. Like, you didn't go to preschool, Stace? I forgot about that. So... I was so excited when I signed my daughter Gianna up to go to preschool, mm. and my family kept joking, like, oh my gosh, when she gets to that point of graduation day, you're going to steal her spotlight, aren't you? Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> but then COVID hit, and she was the graduating class of, of Reed. Right, but and you were very emphatic about me. <laughs> this is all making sense now. Probably. It's all coming together. It is. Mm -hmm. Like, every other week, I would get a message from Stacy. About graduation. I know, I know. And my husband's like, Stace, pull back a little bit. Like, <laughs> he's, like, he's like, you know, because he wanted me to have that moment for Gianna. Secretly me, I guess. And he just kept saying, he's like, just leave him alone. He's got a lot going on. <laughs> so then, like, when you said, oh, my gosh, I have an idea for graduation. And then Miss Angela called the next day to say, okay, like, where we ordered their gowns. We got pictures. I seriously was crying. Like, you I was did. just so happy that she got to do that. And then, ironically, so this, the ceremony had to be a little altered this year, but it was awesome. It was like, like they hadn't even skipped what the did you, What did you enjoy? I know it was weird. Oh, no, it was awesome. It was They got to do everything that a normal ceremony, except for they just couldn't all sit together at the at the. There front. was no practice like we but would beforehand. in this ceremony, because they weren't all sitting together, the parents had to <laughs> escort them up to get their diploma. Uh. So I got my moment to technically graduate. But think about it. I'm not on your wall. Gianna's not on your wall because they couldn't take a group picture of oh. her. Oh my gosh! Right? So but Emily, you woke. Emily will be on the wall. <laughs> you both walked together though. We did. That's so, so I, special. I did, get my moment. did you guys get a picture of that? We do. We have a picture, and it made it in the Gazette too. Oh, oh boom! So. There it is. You know what? While I was uh, before I do these podcasts, I always stalk people's Facebooks. <laughs> oh boy! And um, so check out how I put this together. I, um, I noticed that you, and maybe a couple of you guys, are pretty big Adam Sandler fans. I love Adam Sandler. I saw him in Atlantic City at Hard Rock. Recently? Um, it was like last year. Did you talk to him? No. Oh, come on. He's a yeah. super nice guy, I believe. I mean, how was I supposed to talk to him? I was in the audience. Oh, yeah. That's good. Oh, so you actually saw him I performing. I saw him performing, yeah. Stand up, right? Yeah, but He's... I did meet Gavin Rosdale last year, too. Yeah, you're a big rock and fan, right? And the Stone Temple Pilots people. Yo, that guy died. Uh, Scott. No, no, yeah, but they got a new guy. Oh, they got a new guy. Yeah. Uh, how, how are you going to replace the other guy, though, with his I know. new well, megaphone? I, I saw Scott Weiland. That was my first concert with Stone Temple Pilots. Oh, that's so, a good one. But I didn't meet him then. But I met them now when they were older. Uh, big, big Pilots fan myself. Yeah. Are you a big rock fan? I am, yeah. yeah. That's, all, that's pretty much it. Yeah, like. right on. So I, I got this idea. As I was like, oh, she likes Adam Sandler. Then I remembered his movies. Uh Billy Madison. I was like, what if Stacy came back to oh preschool and did it all over? You could do it. Can you imagine if Stacy, as amazing as she is, actually got that read education? Could you imagine? It's just so funny because my family teases me all the time about it because, because um, uh, like at pre-K and, and even here they had teddy bear picnics and when Gianna got to do that, my mom's like, oh, Stace, do you remember your teddy bear picnic? Oh, wait, I'm sorry, that was your sister. Oh. <laughs> like, they because they know it's just a... Spot. It's a soft spot. Aww, yeah. I hear you. Okay, yeah, you're still great. 
Thanks. Still great. Thanks. You didn't become a de- delinquent. No, <laughs> no not yet. You may have had issues with yet. cutting, but yes. it's a cutting sp- My fine motor skills. Oh, you I didn't... think that they're delayed probably because <laughs> I didn't go to preschool. It's so important. I know. Oy mm. What are you going to do? I know. And also, too, the funny part is Ms. Dina it was very good friends with my sister and was at her baby shower. And, of course, my family had to bring up to her how I never got to experience the Ms. Dina read preschool and all that so Mistina's like oh when you have kids just send them for free on me and then she retired <laughs> so oh. that's something to consider <laughs> I'm sure she didn't uh. do that, but, but it was just funny she was like yeah she's like I feel so bad sweetie you didn't get to come uh, like see mom yeah. she went to preschool yeah. but Ms. I'm not up there all my cousins my, mm-hmm. my sister so I'll, I'll survive. Did I'm you sure. guys all get a, a, some kind of, well, I guess Rocco. I was older. I was in the basement of the, one of the churches in town at New Horizons oh. with Miss Murphy and Miss DeChico. But I got to experience Miss Dina's husband as my gym teacher in the elementary school for years. Wait, and hold, no, Coach no, no, Day. no. Wait, no, no, no. Miss Dina's husband, John? Uh, her, I'm sorry, her Dad. father. Her okay, father. I was yes. going to say, John yes. was no sorry. PE teacher. No, 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 her father, sorry. <laughs> okay. Yeah, for years he was in the elementary school. I heard they were pretty tough guys, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, and I, I mean, I just wanted, and then I got to experience Miss Dina during music class. Mm, yeah, we so, go there too. Yeah, which I, we miss that too. Oh, oh every morning I walk, wake up and I just start singing to my daughter, hello, yeah. little lady. Miss <laughs> <laughs> oh, So yeah, I'm a little older than these girls, but yeah. Hey, if you guys ever talk to her, convince her to come on my show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll work on that. that. What's she up? Hasn't, she hasn't done this? She won't do it. Oh. She won't do we'll it. She doesn't that. like to talk about herself. I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? You guys feeling okay, though? Yeah. All good so I far? Good. Right on. So we must talk because we picked a very special day um, to do this with you, Kim. Um, do you remember why? Yes. yes. <laughs> Can you please, please do tell? Uh, 13 years ago today, I was diagnosed with leukemia. And I don't really have a day like I celebrate remission because, I don't know, it was like Three months in, four months in, my mm. doctor, I he walked in and I'm like, so when am I going to be in remission from this? And he's like, you've been. I'm like, oh my God, I have. So I just. So you don't have an exact day. No, but I celebrate this day. Like literally right around this time is probably when it was starting to happen. And I was getting diagnosed. How old were you when you were diagnosed? 29. You were 29. Yeah, basically a kid. Yeah. Well, I got, and it's funny. I, I always find the humor in everything. We, through this whole process, we find the humor in everything. I was diagnosed with a childhood leukemia. ALL is for children, like two-year-olds, three-year-olds. So at 29, getting a childhood leukemia was literally out of nowhere. And I just, every day, every time. Were you you feeling uh, any symptoms before you got this diagnosis? Yeah. I I was at first told I had pneumonia. Um, So I literally never missed school. So I sat home for a few days, and I could literally hear my chest crackling and I could hear a few things, but I never had pneumonia, so I didn't know. That was on a Sunday, and then on a Wednesday night, I went back, and uh, it was Kessler Hospital, literally the place that saved my dad's life a year before that, saved my life and told me within five minutes of seeing my x-rays, like, you have leukemia, you need to get somewhere, and within 24 hours, I was having chemo stabbed in my legs. Whoa. So, yeah. Whoa. What was that 24 hours like for 29? Because you are, you have this... This positive aura about you. I mean, like, you walk up and, like, you kind of have to smile when you're around Kim. Uh, you just uh, you just emit, you radiate positivity. So I just am so curious. Like, someone like that, how do you handle such a dark thing in your life? We, 
like I said, I went from Kessler. I hadn't really been sleeping for two, three days. And the best sleep I had was, I'll never forget, I was riding in the back of an ambulance looking out. It was snowing that night. And I was looking out behind the car and my dad and my mom and my brother were driving behind me. So I got to Cooper Hospital. I really didn't know what was wrong with me still because <laughs> what was happening behind the scenes was, okay, we have to, my mom brought me to the hospital thinking I had to get a needle in my chest to get the fluid out of my lungs. Christina, are you okay? Yeah, Christina's okay. I hate no, I not a needle person. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I, I, I don't want to get a needle. Oh my gosh. And pfft, that was nothing compared to what I had to go through. So I just thought, okay, they're going to take me in an ambulance, go to Cooper Hospital to get a needle. Okay, like whatever. And I Why really, the chest? What, where are they, I what are they aiming for? I also had a mass in my chest. I had oh. a thymus mass in my chest. So I had leukemia. Everybody has this thymus gland in their chest, and it shrinks. But special me, I had that also. So I got to Cooper still not knowing what was wrong with me and got there and was in – I had – two collapsed lungs, I was getting tubes, like I didn't know anything that was going on. So it's not a fun, it's fun, again, I find the humor in everything. So I'm um, in ICU, my parents are in the waiting room, my brother's calling like people at school to say what's going on because everybody thought I had pneumonia and the joke was like, they'll think I, you know, they'll hear like I'm getting a leg taken off or something. No, no, this is what's really happening. Like you don't know what people are gonna hear. And so he was taking care of the PR and a doctor came in, I'll never forget, Dr. Mickey, this big, huge dude. And he's like, uh, Hi, Kim, I'm here to uh, do your bone marrow biopsy for your cancer. And I'm like, what? I have cancer? Where's my mom? And I like, I was, I couldn't believe it. And my mom came in and she's like, what's wrong? I'm like, did you know I have cancer? Like I had never heard that word and I didn't know leukemia was cancer. Oh my God. I didn't know anything. And so then they were turning me to my side and oh going to start doing this. God. And the nurse is holding my hand and she's like, you know, so like, what do you do? I'm, I'm a teacher, but obviously I can't be a teacher if I have cancer. <laughs> she's like, let's talk about something else. And she's like, where do you want to go on vacation? Well, I was supposed to go to Italy, but apparently now I can't go because I have cancer. I was, it just was, you know, but I never said, why me? Like, I never asked why me or why is this happening to me? It was always, okay, what do I got to do next? And literally to this day, my cancer doctor, my oncologist is like part of my family. He was at my wedding he, my dad made toast at the wedding. He came up to me. He hugged me. He was running around the wedding with an umbrella, doing the mummers with the mummer strut and everything, and had a glow necklace on his head by the end of the night. So that, for seven, eight months, I was in the hospital and the you entire kept, time. you kept a pretty positive attitude yeah. through those, those months. Yeah. Stacy was there on New Year's Eve partying with yeah. me. Yeah. We had a good view of all the fireworks. And yeah. <laughs> wait a minute. They wait. let us go up to the top floor. Yeah. To watch the fireworks. You went to the hospital on New Year's and you guys shot I actually, fireworks. I went there on Christmas Day. I remember this. My mom took me yeah. to oh, see yeah. Kim on Christmas Day. And she was so embarrassed. She's like, because she got sick from the chemo. And from she's like, I'm so sorry, Stacey. I'm yeah. like, Okay, Kim, like, yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> I've puked twice the entire time, once with you and your mom, another time with other people. And then, um, and then on New Year's Eve, I went up. I, I, we have, we, I just showed yeah, you the picture. picture. It was like 2009, wasn't it? It was like two thousand. Start, yeah, start two, 2008. Yeah, it was like, two, like 2000, oh, 2008, <laughs> 2009. Um, yeah, and, and they said, go to the top floor and you can watch Philly's fireworks and you saw all the surrounding mm -hmm. towns. And we had all these pictures of us with those silly glasses on. Kim had no hair. <laughs> I had a really cute bald head. I really did. Did you? I did. I could see it. Yeah, I, I totally did. My one friend at work, she's like, I don't know if I can rock a head like you did. Like, I would look like an alien. <laughs> you got a good shape. It's at important. that time, Britney Spears was having her breakdown and she shaved her head. So I called my brother's, uh, your brother-in-law's uh, mother-in-law, um, I was like, can you come Britney Spears my head? Because this has got to stop. Like, I can't do this <laughs> Do you anymore. think Britney has a good head? 
for the bald yeah, head? I guess she did, yeah. Yeah, yeah I've been have. told my head is is pretty good for the yeah, bald look, and is. I appreciate that because man, when you when you finally take that dive and, yeah. and shave it down, <laughs> yeah. it is terrifying. Yeah. But it is also liberating. It's all said <laughs> oh, it and done. I literally would like pull my hand through my hair, and just hair would just come flying out. My oh dad would hate me. He's like, "Stop!" I'm like, "Dad, look!" Like you are I did. so I, crazy. I always and I. There was a, my doctor come in the room. He's like, listen, could you go down the hall and talk to this lady? She's 60 and she's afraid she's going to lose her hair. So I would walk in bald head and all. And I'm like, hey, what's up? I'm 29. What are you afraid of? And she was like, uh, okay. So like 10 minutes later, my doctor came in the room. He's like, what'd you say to her? I'm like, nothing. I just went and talked to her and said, you know, I'm 29. I lost my hair. No big deal. Like, I don't know what's going to happen next, but hair is the least of my problems. I mean, eyebrows, eyelashes, there's it just all went. They were using you to spread positivity yeah. while yeah. you were going through this. The nurses would come and hang out in my room all the time. And my mom was with me all the time because, and that's why this whole mask thing is, I was ready for this 13 years ago. Mm. And I was, I had to watch germs and I had to watch, you know, touching menus at restaurants and, you know, hand sanitizer. I always had my students prepare for this every year because ironically I had bought a camera going back, a camera for my parents a couple weeks before for their anniversary. So when I got in the hospital that night, I'm like, take pictures of this. I'm going to show my family someday, show my kids someday. I want to document this whole thing. So I have pictures, I have video, I have literally have a video from TV about it. So it's, it's amazing. And, and also you won something with yeah. uh, Regis and Kathy Lee. Regis and Kelly. Yeah. Regis and Kelly. Yeah, Regis and Kelly. Is that like that a was, different host? Kelly was after Okay, uh, okay. Really, yeah. How did what happened there? In my spare time, so I got diagnosed in December of 2007. Uh, January 2nd, I had a stroke and two seizures and I was I don't know what was going to happen at that point. Thank God everything was okay and then March rolled around and I was watching TV because there's not much on in the hospital, you know, during the day. So I was watching TV and they had this Mother's Day contest and I'm like, I can write a letter for my mom. Like this lady has literally put her life on hold to sit next to me in my hospital room every day and night. I, I can do this. Like, what would your mom do special? So I was one of five letters at a 10,000 pecked. And all I said was, what would your mom want? I'm like, oh, she wants an island in her kitchen. That's all I kept saying. But they never actually told me I won. So the day they called me, they, they were kind of in contact with me for a couple times here and there. They were like, ABC's on the phone. So I'm like, oh, it's the ABC catalog, mom. I ordered something. Like, And I talked to them. And they like I said, they just had like quick little conversations with me. But the one day they said, you know, be at your parents' house, um, you know, at this time. And I, I thought it was like Publisher's Clearinghouse. Like they were going to come with balloons and a big envelope or something. <laughs> well, when Regis is standing at your door and he's like, you know, open the door. I'm like, Regis is at my no door. No way. Like, and he... I, I do. I have my whole life on camera. Like they set it to music. They read. I read my letter on camera. It was like. Is my it on YouTube? Can we find that? It isn't because it's like on VHS. It's really old. Oh but I have gosh. it on a DVD. I'll have to show you one. Yes, day. I it's, must. My see friend that. converted it from VHS to DVD. For Regis, me. rest in peace. I know. Shows up at I, your door. Yeah, it was. It was amazing. It's yeah. My mom. I mean, I walk in my mom's kitchen every time, and I'm like, I did this. Like, I joke around with her. I'm like, I could have said like, my mom's dream is for me to meet Michael Bublé, and I didn't. Or like the new kids on the block. I could have did something like that. No, I would never. She did. Speaking of new kids on the yes. block. Yes. Oh, the yes. cancer helped me. Out, you know? <laughs> cancer for the win. Yeah. You got to meet the new kids. Oh yes. Oh, Joey McIntyre, my dreamboat. I was one kiss because them. I was one of the ones that couldn't go to the studio. Like literally. Before I'm going on camera, I'm stuffing tissues up my nose because I was having blood transfusions and crazy oh stuff. My God. And they said, one day we'll invite you to the studio. Well, all I talked about in the hospital was Michael Bublé and New Kids on the Block. And <laughs> New Kids on the Block came to Regis and Kelly. 
So I'm like, well, we got to go. We, and so we went, Stacy, me, my parents. Go ahead, Stacey, you can. It's the best story ever. <laughs> so, no, we went, and I was, like, obviously so gracious that they included me in it. And then, so we're sitting there, and Kim, of course, everything Kim does is, like, big and <laughs> yes. VIP. True. So she True. was VIP that day. So what they do is they let VIP go in and pick their seats first out of the studio. So there's just this like group of older women sitting there, and then it was us. So I went in and we we sat like in the second row because the first row was blocked by cameras. And I remember I had a yellow, big <laughs> yellow sweater on because I was I wanted my mom to be able to see me on TV. And my uh, mom who did not send you to preschool. Yeah. <laughs> Look I, at me now, mom. I wanted my mom to see me. So um, new kids on the block. My. Oh on the block Ugh. new kids on the block was on the show and um they performed on the side and it's live tv so they i remember they started to perform and then it was a commercial break and joey mcintyre oh mm-hmm. we were fangirling totally oh, we were, yeah. i love jordan i'm sorry I, like first when i turned six or seven i had to pin the lips on joey like at my birthday <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to my aunt deb for making that um, but anyway so the commercial break and joey starts walking towards me and like oh. making stacy was dying she's like oh my god <laughs> Joey's coming and towards like, us. I'd be the color sweater. Like, I'm standing out in the crowd. And then we had, like, dark on. And then the commercial break was over, and he had to go back. And I was like, oh, my God. So now it's the show's done, and he starts walking again towards me. And I'm, like, getting really nervous. I'm like, Kim, it's me. He's coming. <laughs> he goes, the woman, directly to my left, and goes to her and gives her a hug and a kiss. And I, all I could spit out was like, you know him? And he, she goes, that's my son-in-law. And then again, like, and I'm not a very forward person. I was like, can I get a hug or something? And so she goes to Joey. She's like, that's one of your biggest fans. And he gave me a hug and a kiss. Hey, <laughs> happy <laughs> ending. Cancer for the win. And we went to New Kids right after, probably. Yeah. And the craziest thing is, and you'll love this. When everything happened, and when I, like I said, I had a stroke and a seizures from the chemo and everything. I was unconscious for like two days. Well, Stacy and I think the night before Thanksgiving, before I got sick, we went and saw Dane Cook. Oh, yes, we did. Oh. Well, I apparently thought Dane Cook was coming into my hospital room, and I was very upset. And I'm like, he's here, he's here, he's here to see me. And I'm, I don't even remember any of this. And my mom's like, you thought Dane Cook was coming to see you. <laughs> and I'm like, no, he's here. I was so mad at Dane Cook, they said, because I <laughs> thought he was coming. So I'm like, well, I couldn't get Dane Cook, but I got you Joey McIntyre. Like, what can I say? And All we went right. to see new kids. And, oh. I think they're cooler than Dane Cook. I, yeah. I, I think Dane Cook's got some things going on. Is he, he was around? No, he was good back in the day. Nah, yeah, I think yeah. he really stole a lot of jokes from other comedians yeah. and, and did some dark stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah. So yeah. it couldn't, it wasn't, it was, yeah. Yeah, I, I knew new, new kids, like when you talk to Christine about rock stuff, I'm like, I don't even know who you're talking about. Yeah. You're more for Gavin Rosdale, oh, yeah, right? definitely. I just know he was but married to Gwen Stefani. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You're, you yeah. guys are all Holla about that, that that Hollywood gossip. Oh, uh, yes. Oh. <laughs> hey, this is the only thing I know is... Is Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston ever gonna get back together? Uh, that there looks, was a moment. That recently, was right. It was. It would like made me like get a little shiver. Like, oh my gosh! And Dane Cook put that together. Oh, was that yeah, right? that was it, Dane oh, Cook. Wow. Dane Cook put that all together. Wow. Yeah. We we we're a big Bravo TV fan. You guys watch Kardashians yeah. and all that. I used to. I phased yeah. them out. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're housewives. Oh, real housewives. Housewives. Wherever. Yeah. yeah, everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> if I was gonna pick one season to watch with my wife, what real housewives oh, should I check out? That's hard. Well, New Jersey is like you know, it's local. 
Well, yeah. we can relate to that a lot too. Yeah. So. Yes. <laughs> but I think Orange County. Yeah. Or Beverly Hills because it's just so ridiculous. Yeah, there's so much I money. The Beverly, Beverly oh. Hills housewives have so much money. They just mm -hmm. went to Italy and just like went in a store and spent five thousand dollars. Like don't on even one like, thing. On one thing. Like <laughs> yeah. don't even one thing. I feel like I, those shows might just make me angry. I oh, don't know. I think they would. It's an I escape in reality. Yeah, it's an escape. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I love it. I, I'm, I'm proud to say, you've listened to the show before. I, I'm proud to say we watch The Bachelorette yeah. from time to that time. That is one reality show. I cannot get into The Bachelorette. You can't get into that. No. no. Uh-uh. I can watch anything. I can't imagine why. I can't stand <laughs> The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. They're so dumb. <laughs> so dumb. I don't. I don't watch don't it, but I, I know what's going on because oh, I read Us up. Weekly. Oh, I'm all about you the Hollywood. You are in there. My mom watches, and I'll be like, I know the spoiler, and I'll like, <laughs> we'll tell her. What do you think's gonna happen to Hollywood after all this? I don't know. It's, I don't know. Oh, like the Housewives, they had to stop production on Beverly Hills because three of the ladies got it, and then mm. but they like show off that they're going to these parties and stuff without oh, yeah. masks, and and then people are you know going nuts on their comments and stuff on social media and the backlash and I don't yeah. know what movie production company it is but I just heard on the news yesterday that one of the major movie companies all the movies that were going to be released in 2021 on their release date they're going to stream them on HBO oh wow because they're like just saying you know mm -hmm. we're no not one's going to go to yeah, theaters right, yeah. right so yeah have you guys seen how they do it with WWE the pro wrestling they literally have screens Put up where people would be sitting and people stream themselves and cheer it's almost like oh, having an audience okay. but it's not it's really at first it was really awkward but like you kind of get used to it yeah. one of my students on zoom on wednesdays he's my last class he is sitting on a zoom and he has like championship belts behind him. and that's <laughs> yes, what he yes. me and him were deep in conversation you got we have the same kids we were deep in conversation about the undertaker retiring and stuff um, and i'm like okay we got we got to get to work like come on we gotta okay so this is being recorded and if they go back and watch this it's all about wwe for the first you know, <laughs> yeah 15 minutes. let him know i trained with undertaker one day oh he'll be so let him excited know. yeah because he was, he was gonna wrestle a guy named jeff hardy who's my size oh, yeah. yeah and so uh, the hardy he, boys was, yeah. oh respect <laughs> i went to wwe hulk hogan and oh, King Kong Bundy. Man, and don't make me start name dropping. <laughs> okay. you ever I mean, seen, I didn't wrestle with them, but I watched them. You ever see any of my matches? No. One of these days. YouTube? Uh, yeah, I'd, okay. I'd be weird. We're all going to be going home YouTube. Yeah, I know. we got lots to watch. Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. So during your time uh, with the struggles, uh, Hamilton was good to you, everyone? Oh, tremendous. You guys are, are Hamiltonians, all of you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people, I, I always say that. Like, when something happens or someone's in need, this town just, it was, like, literally people, like, the school, of course, the school was tremendous. And there was there was a fundraiser for me because, obviously, as a teacher, we don't have disability and things like that. Mm. And, I mean, I had just bought a condo f six weeks before that. Like, my Christmas tree was still up. I came home in February for the first time. My Christmas tree was up, and that was, like, my little safe haven, but it was, like, then there was a benefit for me because, like, the teachers couldn't give me days because of, you know, all these different things and issues and stuff yeah. like that. So, um, you know, and, and it's sad because that class that I had, I really don't remember a lot of those kids because I didn't have them that long. But then those next couple of years, like I said, I would always show them that video of me. This is what happened to me. And now, ironically, we're reading a book in language arts that the kid um, we're reading Notes to the Midnight Driver. And the kid from Drums, Girls, and Dangerous Pie, the kids read in seventh grade, that kid had ALL leukemia. So that's like my, you know, segue into, hey, I had that. And they're looking at me like, what? And, you know, yeah, I, I every year I show them that video. I usually show it around Thanksgiving or Christmas or something like that. And like I said, it's set to music. I mean, I, you know, I told Rocco today, I'm like, oh, it's a big day for mommy. And I mean, I thank my lucky stars every day because, yeah, that in those 24 hours, I didn't have time to 
think of what was going to happen in the future. It was just, okay, we got to do what we got to do right now, and, and that's it. Yeah. But the town was just, it was tremendous. I mean, I was literally on the front page of the newspaper. That, you were? Yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, it was kind of a, yeah, a, a big deal for all the wrong reasons. But, I mean, I... It's special, though. And my benefit, shockingly, I know, we got up and sang. And that music has always been, like, part of our life. And we got up and sang, If I Can Dream by Elvis. And then mm. one of the teachers and I did, It's Gonna Be Me with My Brother by NSYNC. You know, oh. we, we did. We knew all the... That was another lip sync act years ago. We, you know, we always do. I always, I was always a glass half full person. And I, I always think. Never glasses. strayed from that no. ever. Huh? No. And my doctor always said that. And I tell people like when they go through things like, you know, besides they can only, you know, God only gives you what you can handle, but it's almost like if you have the support of your parents and, you know, family and friends, and if you have a positive attitude, you're going to be okay. I, I feel like that might be one reason why you were able to to kick leukemia so quick. Yeah. I mean, I just, I know personally when I was not feeling my myself during quarantine, I physically started to hurt. Like yeah. I yes. just, I felt lazy. I'd wrestle with my kids and suddenly I was just like, I feel too lazy to wrestle with you guys or I feel just too weak. Mm -hmm. God, a positive mindset. Yeah. My doctor told me that. He's like, you have to have a positive attitude and you have the support of your family and friends. You're going to be okay. Yeah. And I always believe that. And I, I use like now today, knock on wood, I, I go... Every six months, it was supposed to be like a, every year, but I swear he just, now he's so mad that he can't see Rocco because Rocco would come to me with my appointments. And he, But he'll sit there and talk with me for an hour mm -hmm. and just like talk about everything. And it's just, they're like I said, they're like part of the family, like the doctors, the nurses. It was, it was a surreal experience. I mean, Regis and Kelly aside, it was just a completely surreal thing. And every year when it comes, I mean, the five-year mark was a big deal because that was like, well, if you make it to five years, that that's a really good sign. Oh, good. And then, you know, there's PET scans and this scan and that scan. And and then, yeah, I mean, now three and a half years later when Rocco's here, it literally is a miracle because miracle I didn't know if that child. was going to happen. I didn't know. I never Such knew. Such a wonderful little and guy. I was on steroids. I was, And I tried to explain to the students, like, it's not like Barry Bonds, like I'm going to hit 500 <laughs> home runs. It was like I could tell you tomorrow what I was going to eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and if I didn't get it, I would be so upset. I would be like hysterical. Like the best story I have is that after a while, like I said, I only puked twice once in front of Stacy and her mom and another time in front of somebody else. And my dad would be, my dad would drive back and forth every day. My mom was able to stay with me. He would come and, and people would wear masks around me. Like I said, this is like totally common for me. And he, um, I sent him on a mission. I'm like, okay, so tomorrow you're going to go to McDonald's and you're going to get me, don't judge everybody, a 20-piece chicken nugget. Oh, no, get and that. <laughs> get that. <laughs> well, when you're, on, when you're on 200 milligrams of steroids and you gain 100 pounds mm. from everything, it's bad. So you're going to get me a 20-piece chicken nugget and sweet and sour sauce. And mm. then you're going to go to Wendy's and you're going to get me a large fry and a large Frosty. And then you're going to go to Burger King and get me two plain chicken sandwiches. That's what's up. Okay, so he promised me. He comes the next day and he brings it all oh. to me. I'm like crying. He's like, "What is wrong? You forgot the sweet and sour sauce." <laughs> and it, it felt so bad. But like in my head, I knew I was gonna dip the sweet and sour sauce with the chicken nuggets no, and the that's, fries. And that's understandable. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it no, was like a I'm, mind game. Like it, it was nuts. But like I said, this preparation for all this COVID stuff, I'm like, this is literally, and I'm not a germaphobe because the kids would say that too. I'm like, but guys, your desks are dirty. Your no, your binders are dirty. Like you shouldn't be like doing all this stuff and. I would always have hand sanitizer for him and stuff like that because I told him, like, this is kind of the way I've had to live. And yeah, I was you know, always a little That's a big problem with America is no one was prepared for something like yeah. this. No one had lived their life like this. Yeah. And a lot of people were in denial and a lot of people were want to fight against fight back against it. I feel like people are more uh, more or less on the same page when it comes to the 
pandemic, but yeah. that was a rough first few months yeah. for sure. I mean, it's still rough, but yep. hey, are you guys lifers? You guys in, in, in Hamilton for life? Oh, God, my family yes. wouldn't let me leave. I don't want to leave, but <laughs> my mom, when I first got married, um, my husband is, is into, you know, con- he teaches as well, but he um, very handy and, like, fixes up stuff all the time. So he uh, bought a house in Sweetwater area, and he was fixing it up, and when we got engaged, it was like, ooh, we live in my cute little townhouse or do we live in this fixer upper and he's like i can't be contained in a townhouse i need a yard i need all so i moved to sweetwater for a couple years and my mom thought i lived in east Jabip. like it was so <laughs> far away she's like if you have babies and you live there i need to be able to see it i'm like mom i'm a 15 minute ride away but then um as soon as i was pregnant guess who started building a house in hamilton because mm-hmm. <laughs> we needed to see the grandkids and now i can't imagine living anywhere else no. so. awesome well, I don't want you guys to leave. And I also want to end this as we always do. Oh, God. Do you guys remember these bad boys from the, the episode? It's this the, is the part that has made me nervous. They've been nervous leading up to this. And I'm like, oh, God, the chat You just don't know what's coming. No. So one of you guys is going to uh. have to be the brave one to choose. And then you guys must answer. Go ahead. Christina. Christina, please choose we'll one. And choose wisely. And read it to the people. Oh, man. If you had to spend the entire weekend, day, and night living in any store of your choice, which <sighs> store would you want to stay in? Oh, no. Live in a store? You guys probably haven't been to your favorite stores in <laughs> yeah. so long. I mean, now's the chance to spend a good 24 hours in one. In a store. Huh. They can shoe store, but I'm like, well, fun in that day. I don't know. Maybe. Well, I can find a lot of fun. We're walking around. You know what's okay? I think I might know one. I don't know if they even exist anymore. But remember around Christmas time, there was a store sharper image. <gasps> yes. 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 Think of all those massaging chairs yep. they have. Yeah. Yes. Like that would be awesome. Great there. answer. And like they had, I always wanted to sit in the chair and then it would like squeeze your legs. I always yeah, thought like yeah. at the end of a good day of work. Mm. Like, but it's like four thousand dollars for that chair. I bought Lisa. Right. I bought Miss Lisa just the leg part. Yeah. <laughs> it is like superb. It? it is superb. I don't even think those are around. But that was like the go-to place yeah. around Christmas time. They would have like pop-up stores, and you could yes. always find like a little gadget. In oh, there there's such cool right. stuff. You would actually have the time to play with everything. That's yeah, fine. they had like radios, like headphones, and stuff. Like you could do a lot in there. Yeah. yeah. Just, there's no food, but yeah. <laughs> that's what I was trying to think. Problem. I'm like shoe yeah, store. I'm trying all the shoes, but that yeah. does some more relaxing. Yeah. Do you guys have one, or shall we move on? No, let's do another one. one. All right, we'll get brave now. All right, your turn to pick, Kim. Best of luck. Do this one. Shaka (laughs) do. If you were writing an autobiography, what would be the book's title besides your name? Oh, oh, that would be very interesting for you after everything we've heard. I think I probably glass always full. I love that. Yeah, glass always full. Yeah, that's a good message. That would be a good book to, to read an autobiography, but also perhaps even a self-help book. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Which is kind of like I said, I show my students that. And that we were talking earlier about that connection we can make with them. So many kids will come up to me then. My, my grandmother had cancer, <coughs> my, my this, or I had this. And they, I get them to talk about it. I guess that's what I always kind of aimed for. I wanted them to be able to talk about it more freely. And, I mean, some of them, God bless them, they have grandparents. They have great-grandparents. They have so many, you know, older people around them still thank god and to treasure that and value that because yeah anything can happen at any time yeah glass always half full yeah. awesome you guys got one um life without preschool <laughs> <laughs> man your mom is gonna love Whoa. this one. <laughs> a survivor story <laughs> dun, dun, dun. great 
Great answer. Great answer. And your mom could read, a, do the reading of the autobiography. Yeah. Forward, forward. Yes. It'll be a horror story. <laughs> Explaining herself. Christina, you got a book? Oh, not really. I mean... Getting through the crazy? I don't know. My house, <laughs> my house is nuts with these three kids. You got some wild boys, don't yes, you? Yes, I do. I know all of them, and they are fun. Kayla? She texted us before yes. we came. Can I bring this up? Yeah, that's. I mean, I don't think I'm able to come to my house. Oh god, what did Caleb do? No, it wasn't Caleb. It was Ellen Max. She said my kids just sprayed themselves with WD. They were they, mm. Max and Elle were spraying it at each other. I'm like, well, they'll oh, be slippery. They're sliding all over the place. So I had to give them all baths. <laughs> Caleb told on them. Thank God. Good, good boy. I see him skating. I see him doing ollies yeah. and all that good stuff. So that's so cool. Yeah. I'm a big fan. All right. I chose the last one because I like oh. this question for okay. you guys. Dun, dun, dun. <clears throat> if you could go back in time and ask any, any famous person in history one question, whom would you question and what would you ask? Assume that you would be you would be given a completely honest answer. So going back in history, I guess they could be dead or alive. Oh, who would you want to talk to, and what would you ask them? I know who I'd want to talk to, because I'm a history teacher, as you all know, <laughs> as you guys know. Boring. Um, I'm yeah. kidding. Oh no, <laughs> I'm, no kidding. I'm with you, Christine. I'm, I'm a history kidding. buff. I would I would definitely want to talk to Alexander the Great. Oh, that's a big that's one. That's like he's like my favorite. Is he of your all favorite? Of history. He's my favorite Got thing it. to teach about, and he's my favorite. He's a badass. So I think it would just be like a whole conversation. Dude took over the forever. world. Yeah. 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 How old did he? Amazing. And how old was he? He was like in his twenties, like taking over all when, of everything. Yeah, when he started, he was like twenty. Yeah. Yep. And in ten years, I'd be like, "How did that feel, yeah. man?" <laughs> like, yeah, that's just crazy. So that's who I would want to talk to. Cool. It would just be a long conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking because of like dork. Where do I go? I'm thinking of like Sinatra. The mus- I was saying the musicians. Like, yeah, yeah like Sinatra, Sorry, Elvis. I'm a totally different. Yeah, that's why I'm like, oh, oh, you have to no. talk to the king. Yeah, like tell me stories and tell me things that you never told people. Like if you knew that was going to happen, like spill it. Like let's hear it. I mean, we went there, and of course there was like always that. Isn't it like a legend or a myth? Like they spelled his name wrong on the, you know, his gravestone and he's alive somewhere. And these people oh. call up the Elvis station like, I had an Elvis sighting. I'm like, seriously? Like going to that house, there are so many stories untold. They misspelled his name yeah, on like his gravestone? Aaron. I think his middle name is Aaron and it's like A-A-R-O-M, but they spelled it wrong or vice versa. A-R-O-M. Yeah. And now his, and yeah, there's, like I said, when you walk in, have you ever been to Graceland? Yeah. Oh, it's like when they yeah. walk in, you get the, the, like the headphones like this and they tell yeah, you the you stories. The halls and all the records yeah. on the walls. And you know, and like there's so many untold stories in that yeah. house, like that you want to hear. Yeah. Very cool. You got anyone, Stacey? I don't know if I have one person in spe- like specifically, but I'm just thinking like, um, politicians in general, like there's so many like famous ones, like to talk to Nixon, like. What, what went down in there, like JFK. There's yeah. just so many things, like even to talk to President Trump, like, you know, because there's so many, like there's two totally different sides on Yeah, him, and right? he had to give you an honest answer. Right, so you have to give me an honest <laughs> answer, like any politician, because like you want to save face, but are you really telling me the truth? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't mm. know. I think, it, so I don't know what politician, but to go back to some of the big heavy hitters. I yeah, think, and someone I mean, with Nixon, he has nothing to lose anymore, so. Right, yeah, just, just, find just out. tell me. Yeah, I mean, Bill Clinton, man, he could. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's, he's got some stories. Yeah, he's got some stories. <laughs> just a couple. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, it, like, now, like, I really pay attention to it, and it's like, I, with the with the girls, I don't 
really want to put the news on because they're old enough to mm-hmm. hear what's going on. Oh, yeah. So it's very, it's hard for me then. I want to know what's going on in the world, but where do I go for information? Because everyone is very skewed to their opinions and seems like yes. it's very hard to find a neutral thing. So I don't know what I'm hearing if it's, you know, in favor. Like, it's just so all It is hard. There. So I would love to just really get to the core and ask That's why questions. I just listen to podcasts now. Yeah. I, I'm so tired of the us versus them thing. Um, that's why Bravo is always on on that's my That's right. Yeah. <laughs> when the kids aren't around. When the kids aren't around. Yeah. So I think I've shook off the rust. I'm feeling good about <laughs> podcasting nice. again. Thanks to you guys. Before you leave. Who would you like to give a shout out to? Let me go first. Go ahead, Kim. I'm going to give a shout out to my mom because she is definitely the strongest person I know. Um, I mean, these last three and a half years, a little over three and a half years now, losing my dad. uh, I mean, she took care of him the year before everything happened with me. She took care of me. She's taken care of an uncle for 10 years before that. I mean, she's just taken care of so many people all her life. And she, you know, she keeps telling me that. You know, she has me and my brother, but because of us, we're, you know, keeping her going. But she's always kept us going, and she's always kept me going. Like, that was the joke about, you know, when I won that contest, that she was my roommate. Like, she was my new roommate. And she's, like I said, the strongest person I know who's lost so many people in such a short amount of time. And I just love her so much, and I hope I'm, you know, a third of the mom that she is. I'm sure she's very proud of you. She has to be. That's beautiful. And I haven't cried this whole time. This I is great. Crying. You're waiting. <laughs> We're big criers in our family. Oh, <laughs> All right. Shout okay. out, Christina. Um, I'm going to do three people. My parents, obviously, they're always there for me. They've given me everything, you know, to um, get me to where I am. But also, Kevin would really want to have a shout out. So <laughs> my husband, man. Kevin. The man. Now Matt's going to be really mad. <laughs> oh, well, well, Matt, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but yeah, Kevin. Yep. Oh. Very cool. Um, obviously, there, you know, I have such a, a big support system in my family, but I'm, I'm going to have to give my shout out to my husband because he, uh, he, ever since we've been together, he's really been the one that like teaches me not to sweat the small stuff. There, there's many times where I'm going to get wrapped up in the, the little details of things and trying to make everything perfect and do all these things. And, and he's like, Stace, it's okay. Like we got this, like I'm here with you. Don't stress about this. Cause it'll all work out in the end. He really kind of gives me that calming force that I need when I get a That's show. a great kind of person to have around for Definitely sure. Is. Can I do one more person? Absolutely. I think all of us want to give a shout out to you <laughs> Come on. and Miss Lisa and everyone at Reed because I mean, we're going to work and we're doing our thing at work. We know everything's happening and everything's being taken care of at Reed. Like there's no, I'm telling you, Rocco will go to school seven days a week. He wants to mm-hmm. be there all the time. And we don't even like have a care in the and say that but we don't we know everything's being taken care of and we know yeah. that they're being taught like I, I joke he's th- I used to say three going on 23 but now that he goes to read this year he's going to be 33 <laughs> but it's we really do like you love our kids just as much and we know that you guys all there love them just as much as we do and they're being taken care of and during this crazy time in the world we know everything's okay, so a shout-out to you. That's amazing. Thank you so much. It's hard for me <clears throat> because oh, you make me cry. He cried. He's like, a you cry during this. It's hard for me because I don't get to spend the time with them that I had in years past right. due to the current situation. So to know that you guys are still happy with the what we're doing for them, it just means the world to me. Um, sometimes I suffer from imposter syndrome. I don't know if you ever heard of that, where <laughs> people, like, I always wonder, like, are people going to think I'm a fake or something, you know? But it's all real, and I just, uh, I'm so appreciative of you guys. You guys supported us through Blueberry Kids. Uh, if you haven't seen Blueberry Kids, it's a show on Facebook. Check it out for the kids. You supported us through our school, and you've just always been 
So awesome. Um, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Christina, Kim, and Stacy. 